from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. The Lunch Hour here on Ken LaVica Live. Every good show needs an hour with a name. We got it. The Lunch Hour. We spent a lot of time naming it. And a high-end sound effect, which again, is the young woman eating the sloppy joe with her mouth open. Crank that. Crank that. Yeah. Tastes good. Tastes like a win, a heat win. Mm. Have you ever encountered an adult who still uh, eats with their mouth open? I just told one to stop doing it on Monday. Really? I respect yes. it, but really ballsy. No, I, I was over. She was sitting right next to me. We were at a meeting and we had burgers. And it was <laughs> and Did it sound like did it did it sound like uh, our, our friend who provided us this this? Yes. It does. It sounded exactly like that. And I couldn't concentrate on the meeting. And I said, turn to her. And I said, kind of passive aggressively, I will admit. Can you please stop chewing with your mouth open? Oh, my God. You have guts. I would just let it ride. I don't have the guts to do that. No. I don't have the guts to do that. Because it's not someone. the first time. Uh, it was like a third time offender. She's a habitual yes. open mouth eater. I wouldn't get verbal, but I would stare. I would give. Them, I already tried I, that. I would talk with my eyes. And y'all know me. If there's something bothering me, I voice I, it. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, now I'm curious about this. Oh, would you have the guts to tell an adult they were eating with their mouth open? I already did. Would you? Would you tell a stranger? Well, no, I guess yeah, a stranger. She, I, I, she's a coworker. Yeah, but nobody likes her. I I would in the sense of you can kind of look out for her. You can be like, hey, people are staring at you because you're chewing with your mouth. There open was literally just, five people okay, in the room. Take all the heat off of yourself. Would you Would you tell a, a, an acquaintance, a casual acquaintance, or a stranger to stop eating with their mouth open? Would you tell a casual acquaintance or a stranger to stop eating with their mouth open like Jeanette did? Because I would not. Quite honestly, I would not. I'm a wuss. But I wouldn't do it. I just let it ride and say, I'll get out of this situation as soon as I can. Would you tell a casual acquaintance or a stranger to stop eating with their mouth open? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. I'm going to go ahead and put that question up as well. Um, uh, we're getting a lot of good uh, options, by the way, for the, uh, the uh, sports movie spectacular for Jeanette on Friday. What sports movie she's going to review next. But... Telling someone you don't really know to stop eating with their mouth open, I don't want that type of confrontation. I just don't. And it's slightly gratifying after you do it too, because the person you tell it to looks embarrassed. And yeah. You're like, yeah. I, I, and at the end of the day, you feel like you're doing but somebody a favor. Yeah, I you mean, did it to make them feel bad. I feel. Like. No, I did it so they can have some manners. Yeah, and when they <laughs> lay their head on the pillow at night, they will remember it. For like, sure. It will stick with them. And you know what? And then everybody else that they eat around can say, thank you, Jeanette. What you did for us was a service. Yeah. And they're asking themselves, have I been doing this for years? Like, why didn't anybody say anything? Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> the fact that, that they'll lay their head down on their pillow thinking about it. They'll remember it. Like, I don't know if you want to make them feel terrible about it. Yeah, you're going, They should, though. How they? Yes. They're the ones doing it. I did them a favor. I'm helping them be a less annoying person. Wow. Or right. gross human being. All right. All right. Well, you guys are different than me. 
I wouldn't do it because I'd also feel, one, I don't want the confrontation, and two, I feel like I would end up feeling bad. What kind of confrontation would that be, though? What are they going to say? What's up, oh, bro? Oops. This, this is how I eat. <laughs> and then slam their sandwich down and get, yeah, like and get what? in your face. Like, well, how is that going to escalate? No, this is happening. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't know. That is. And then they look more moronic. Yeah, then and then they look they're like a weirdo. It, it, then they, it's a lose lose situation for them. You <laughs> win once you tell them. So we have a lot of things here. We have a lot of things. Uh, what was the catalyst for the heat win last night? Uh, whose responsibility is it to fill up the water in the Keurig machine, the coffee maker, or the previous person who made coffee? And would you have the guts to tell a casual acquaintance or a stranger to stop eating with their mouth open? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Write all of that down. 888-760-3776. Before we get to our newest segment, Clown or fair uh let's get to social media what was the trigger for the heat takeover last night was the catalyst for the heat win last night kyle kenny tweets spo and ud all right i don't know how ud gets credit for it by being an inspiration by being culture the the, the king of heat culture he's a hype man he's a hype man on the bench a a pretty homer answer so next please uh but i gotta say i gotta say spo spo was excellent Last night. I mean, absolutely excellent last night. They put Jason Tatum in the torture chamber. Not in the first half, but in the second half, he was locked up. Locked up. Every team's best player has gotten the heat, the heat, mm-hmm. a different version of the torture chain. Yeah. Trey Young, we played him a certain way. Picked Joel, him up at half court. Yeah. Joel and B were throwing fake triples at him, just yeah. hedging, you know, getting in and out of zones. And Tatum was a lot of man on man, but that's just trusting the guy. So I love to see well, the torture chamber varies. What was happening with Jason Tatum, though, anytime he would get the ball, he had someone flash out on him. Yeah. But he also had four other guys flanking uh, paying attention to him. So he had nowhere to go. And he was uncomfortable getting rid of the ball as well. So it wasn't over committing to Jason Tatum, but it was showing him the possibility that he might get trapped. That's a really good call because they're so good on defense. Like hedging is when you're in a zone and a guy gets a ball, you can fake come at him, right? You can fake take his other guard at front court. And you're not really going to defend him, but because you trust your guy so much, you can say, hey, fake him out. And then at that point, you're just thinking too much on offense if you're a guy like Tatum. So so last night, the Heat win up one game to none, and the third quarter was – that was the money quarter for the Heat, the absolute money quarter for the Heat. Let's get to a game called Clown or Fair. And, Janet, I'm sure you're wondering, what in the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. All I've thought about the whole show. See if I can explain it properly. So let me bring you back to about 10.45 this morning. I walk in. Stone's got the uh, the five-and-a-half-inch inseams rolling out glorious. Uh, Typical. Here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, letting the thighs fly, and he's getting sound for the show like he typically does. And uh, I, uh, I'm i like, hey, what do, we, uh, what do we got for today? He's like, ah. Uh, I got a bunch of sound. Got a bunch of sound. I'm like, cool, awesome. Typically, then we'll go over it as the the show gets closer and closer to start time. But then Dave MacGyver, uh, MacGyver Druda, our our operations director here at ESPN 106.3, he goes, "Oh man, Chris Carlin, Chris Carlin is killing, killing the heat, just killing the heat." I'm like, "No way, that sucks." 
So I texted Stone, and I'm like, is Chris Carlin talking bad about the Heat? And Stone's like, oh, all morning it's been clown stuff on national radio. So I told him, you know what? All this sound you got, I don't even want to hear it before the show starts. I want to hear it in real time and react to it. And then based on what is said, based on the take of game one, Heat Celtics last night, I'm going to grade it clown or fair. Is it a clown comment or is it a fair comment? Okay. Does that, does, does that make sense, Jeanette? Yes. Okay. So, so what we're going to do here is we're going to have Stone present the audio, going to tell us who it's from and where it's from on the ESPN family if networks, and then we're going to react to it. Jeanette, why don't you, why don't you become part of my, my board of judgment? Okay. okay. I love my judging. My board of judgment in a game that we like to call clown or fair. Stone, where are we starting? We'll start with Matt Jones, who was on Canty and Carlin first. And the problem for me with them in basketball is while I like their top three, Jimmy Butler's great, I love Bam, I think Tyler Hero, while inconsistent, is awesome, there's a huge drop-off to me after that for the Heat. And that ultimately is why I will take Boston. Four through seven on Boston isn't great, but I feel like I can trust them to make plays at various points. I don't know who you trust on Miami four through seven, especially with Kyle Lowry hurt. I just feel like ultimately that will be the difference to me. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, Stone, I'm grading this clown. I mean, what is he even saying? He was so wait, this was this wasn't yesterday, this was this morning. It was this morning. So he is going to Matt Jones filling in for Chris Carlin or for Canty? I believe Canty. I believe Canty. For Chris Canty. Matt Jones is gonna say four through seven for the Heat. He can't trust him. Did he not watch Gabe Vincent last night? (laughs) Gabe Vincent, who now has a handful of starts at point guard for the Heat, for the one seed Heat, for the Eastern Conference final. Heat, has he not seen P.J. Tucker? What trust is he talking about? It seems to me Matt Jones is only focused on the offensive side of the ball. Did he not watch P.J. Tucker go full ace mode defensively last night? Injured. Injured? Has he not Has he not paid attention to um, Victor Oladipo at all? Victor Oladipo, who has <laughs> truly been the, the X factor, the wild card off the bench <laughs> for the Heat. Like, what is what is he watching? What is he paying attention to? Hey, what did um what did Dwayne <laughs> Dedman do to Joel Embiid late in the, the series against the Sixers? Put the clamps on. Put on the clamps. You mean to tell me that Grant Williams? Is in that discussion of four through seven. Who dropped a hefty seven points last night. Dominant. That dude spent more time on the ABC looking on the mic than he did actually (laughs) producing for the Celtics last night. Are you kidding me? Moving on. Cloud. Clown. <laughs> Straight up. Clown. Now, up. number two, we have Mike Wells, who joined Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Who's that? Not quite sure. But here's uh, Mike Wells. They sent the message to not only the Celtics, but to also Dallas and Golden State and says, hey, you know what? 
We don't have a Luka. We don't have Steph Curry. We don't have Klay Thompson or, or Jordan Poole. We don't have Tatum or, or uh, Jalen Brown. But we do have Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Buckets loves physicality out there. And he's a smart enough player uh, to, to know what he can and cannot do. And he loves playing defense. They will take Eric Spolstra as his guy. That guy who loves to get down and dirty. And his name, his first name is Jimmy, last name Butler. And he sent that message in game one as he took over in the second half after everybody said it was the Jason Tatum show in the first half. You know what I say? Mike Wills! That's fair. That damn right it is. Can That's we, fair. Can we go back to when he calls Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butt Butler? I kind of like that, and I might steal that. Uh, go ahead. You, you, I'll give you time to, to find that. They but I, sent the message to not only the Celtics, but to also Dallas and Golden State and says, hey, you know what? We don't have a Luka. We don't have Steph Curry. We don't have Klay Thompson or, or Jordan Poole. We don't have Tatum or, or uh, Jalen Brown. But we do have Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Buckets loves physicality out there. And he's a smart enough player uh, to, to know what he can and cannot do. And he loves playing defense. They would take Eric Spolstra. As his guy, that guy who loves to get down and dirty, and his name, his first name is Jimmy, last name Butler, and he said, "He also needs some coffee. He sounds like he's lagging a bit." I love it, Jimmy Butt Butler. Consider it done. It's been committed to the show, Jimmy Butt Butler. That's fair. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Mike has common sense. Well done. What else do we have, Stone? This is clown or fair on Ken Levick Alive. We brand, brand new segment we came up with 40 minutes ago. We have our boy Jay Will. On Keyshawn, J. Will, uh, and Max J. Will this morning. St- still ducking us. Jimmy Butler's name belongs in the same breath with Michael Jordan. Okay. Crazy, right? As the only players in a single postseason averaging 28 <laughs> points per game, <laughs> five assists, two steals on 50-plus percent shooting from the field. It's got a point. I just want you to think about that for a second, Key. We just said Jimmy Butler's name in the same breath with MJ for what this dude is doing in this postseason. I'm starting to come around. So the conversations about Jimmy Butler being that guy to carry a team to a world championship, man, just throw that out the window because this dude can. Wait a minute. Can I just say congratulations, gentlemen? Wait a minute. The impact you had on this man from where he was before the playoffs. Do you remember? To this piece of audio. Wow. He had no faith in Jimmy Butler beforehand. Wow. Now he's comparing him to Michael Jordan. Wait a minute. He, he. Wow. Do you remember, Jeanette, what he was saying about Jimmy Butler before the Hawks series? That that audio that we played over and over and over again and then had a funeral for? Do you yes. remember the numbers he attached to Jimmy Butler? A two or a three? Said he was a two or a three. A two or a three on a team. And now he's saying that Jimmy Butler can lead a team to a championship. Can you turn your mic on, please? That might be important. Let's listen to this first part real quick. <laughs> okay. Jimmy Butler's name belongs in the same breath with Michael Jordan. Do you know what? I think that's that's fair. I think you guys should send him. <laughs> I think that's fair. I, I think it's fair. I, 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 what, what can I say? Jay Will, he presented his point. Uh, am I totally on board with him? No, but did he support the evidence? You yeah. guys should send him a, 
an email, like a follow-up email after his big visit, the end of conversation yeah. that you guys had. Just, hey, we heard you say this this morning. Just want to say congratulations oh and God. welcome to being Heat Nation. Heat I culture. honestly, I feel emotional. Like, we we have That's fair. fought that guy. He called Jimmy a two or a three. He did. Said Trey Young might be able to work the Heat. And now he is on, he is on national radio. Saying, oh, he's that guy who can lead the team to a championship. Ken, he did worse than call him a two or three. He said he can't be a one, two, or three on a championship. Oh, you're right. You're right. And now today, he's saying he's Michael Jordan. I don't even care if that's slightly out of context. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, we got to save that. Oh, Moving on. Number three, we have Chris Carlin on his show. Chris Carlin. It's nothing that... I, I think is against the heat. I just think the Celtics are better. It's not you, it's And me. when it boils down to it, Amber, who has the better talent? That's what I'm going with. And there are instances where you can't go with that, such as with the Nets oh. this year. Oh. But yeah, in this instance, I think based upon the road that they just took, I'm believing in the Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown-led Celtics more than the heat right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just clown behavior. Chris Canty's not a clown. That comment, clown. That was also this morning, not yesterday. But he was stretching for words, and you can tell by the way he was stumbling. He doesn't because he doesn't believe in what he's saying. Because he saw what happened to Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's still missing. Nobody's heard from him since halftime last night. Nobody's heard from him. Uh, they, they have the better talent. Well, there's Jason Tatum. There's 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 Jalen Brown. After that, isn't it a wash? And then Jimmy Butler and Bam. Jimmy Butt Butler. <laughs> You're right. Jimmy Butt Butler <laughs> and Bam and Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. I, I don't know if that's even true. Is there is the most talented player on the Celtics? Sure. Is the most talent on the Celtics? I don't know. Like, I'm not quite sure that that's actually accurate. It's a good one. It's a, I mean it, it, it's a good point. Moving on, you're gonna love it. Pat Bev joins Sports Center. Patrick Beverly, new ESPN employee. We think that Patrick Beverly has actually barricaded himself into the ESPN studios <laughs> in New York. This is day three of Pat Beverly's takeover. <laughs> hey, Matt Barry, if you feel like you're in danger, blink twice because we think Pat Beverly might be holding them hostage. What did Pat Bev have to say? Um, I mean, by um, a healthy Boston, I don't, know, I don't know how that looks yet. You know, obviously Al Horford didn't play. Marcus Smart didn't play, but, you know, if you're a basketball player and you, you're looking at a basketball game, one game, um, how they started out the game, how they pressured the, the guards. You got Jason Tatum trying to initiate offense. That's really not I, – I, I won't say he can't do it. I'm just saying that uh, it's easier when Marcus Smart is out there when he uh, initiating the offense. Um, again, we touched on attacking, uh, you know, playoffs all about attacking mismatch. Mm-hmm. Pritchard, uh, Pritchard, they put him in everything. Just like, you know, when I said about the C- CP, you know, it was – it's not that. It's, you know, it's playoffs or matchups. You know, you can't guard, you go get exposed. And they did it time after time after time in the fourth quarter. Uh, kind of crippled their defense. Uh, got bodies off, 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 off Butler and, and, you know, can't really stay attached to him then. So uh, with a healthy Marcus Smart, pressuring those guards, Al Horford. I mean, uh, initially I didn't know coming in, but I like Boston now. Well, you know where I'm going here. 
<laughs> I mean, Pat, I know you're feeling yourself a bit now after ethering Chris Paul on Monday and being on every show on Tuesday. And you've apparently just hired yourself to ESPN. I appreciate your bravado. I appreciate your confidence. But there's nothing about last night that should make you today have the thought that I'll I'll go with Boston. They're they're the they're the better team. Bring bring Al Horford back. Put in Marcus Smart. Is is Marcus Smart pulling him out of a wrong end of a twenty two to two run last night? Maybe it's not twenty two to two, it's only fifteen to two. No big. No big. I mean, Pat, come on. You can tell he's getting tired. Uh, you can tell he's yeah. been he's been on television for 72 straight hours now. <laughs> I get it. He's extremely exhausted at this point. Jeanette, we're in agreement. That's uh, that clown comment. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Moving on, we have Ime Adoka. Head on, coach, Boston Celtics. On what happened in the third quarter. Got out physical. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Got out tough, out, out physical. Um, they looked like they came out in the second half. You know, and wanted to up their physicality and aggression and on both ends, and they did that. I don't think we obviously responded well to um, on either end of the floor. We had eight, eight of our 16 turnovers in that quarter, played in the crowd on offense, um, got sped up, and then defensively, offensive rebounds, um, getting muscled around on in the post. Um, some poor fouls, got them to the free throw line, and so, you know, flipped very quickly and just lost our composure. And, you know, we won three quarters other than that, but... Obviously, that one's going to stand out. We semi-bounced back in the fourth and started to play well again and match their physicality, but um, 39 to 14 on two for 15 is tough to overcome. He had me until he dropped the, we won three quarters. Stone, you know what to do. <laughs> yep. Coach Udoga, I have, I have a lot of respect for you, and he's a hell of a coach. But it's like I said earlier, Jeanette, as the play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic football, FAU gets paid $2 million to go play at Ohio State a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. FAU wins the fourth quarter and still lost by 35. Okay? So, for me, in my spot, with an underdog like FAU, I can tell the fan base, hey, they won a quarter against mighty Ohio State. And it's acceptable. When you're the head coach... Of a team that's in the Eastern Conference, Conference finals. finals. Yep, yep. You can't do the high school and college level. Well, we won three quarters. It's like a verbal participation trophy. Congratulations. Right. You did good things in a game that you lost. Yeah. Terribly, yeah. that you kind of broke down in. Exactly. Exactly. So, clown stuff. Like, you can't, well, we, we, we won three quarters. We won three quarters. Uh-huh. Whether it's him, whether it's Pritchard, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. We scored some points. Okay. Like, the, like the Hindenburg, what a dependable way to get around. What a ahead-of-its-time air vessel. Oh, I mean, it exploded in midair, but up until that point, things were great. They traveled in the air. Yeah. That was a pleasant trip until they exploded and were charred to death in New Jersey. Thumbs up. All right, two more. Eric Spolstra, post-game, on Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy just really uh, inspired uh, everybody in that third quarter. Those two steals uh, kind of changed the momentum. And then every 
time and pocket in the game when we needed to control, you know, the game uh, or get the right shot or make the right decision. Uh, Jimmy had, had his fingerprints on, on that. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing great two-way basketball really on, on both sides. Yeah, I think that uh, that's pretty self-explanatory, Jeanette. Very fair. That's fair. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, I, I mean, Spo and Jimmy, and I don't know what their relationship is, but every time you hear Spo talk about Jimmy, it is just glowing admiration. Mm-hmm. Glowing admiration, the way that he goes about his business, the professional that he is, and in the biggest moments, he steps up and he delivers. I love hearing Spo talk about Jimmy Butler. It's really cute. They definitely have a great dynamic going. Yeah, it's really cute. It I- is really cute. It's like, <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't know how to like describe it. I want to say it's like an uncle just being really proud of his cousin. I'll go with it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, Eric Spolstra loves himself some Jimmy Butt Butler. And then like we've seen, <laughs> we've seen them argue on the court as well. Yeah. So they definitely work together. The dynamic is fantastic and it translates on a court and it's... They respect the heck out of each other. The, uh, it's adorable. The Heat, by the way, uh, have the best record in the NBA since the run-in happened on the sideline. Wow. It, it legitimately helped spark what this is now. I, I do have to say, though, Jeanette, you said, uh, you know, after the clipboard fight and everything, maybe Spolster's being so nice because he knows Jimmy will, will beat his ass. Quote unquote. That's what Jimmy said. Yeah, but Spo Spo's got Spo has UD. Uh, I think Spo gets the final word in everything. True. Okay. Last one. Jimmy knows. (laughs) Last one. We have Jason Tatum. Expectations for game two. Okay. Expect us to play better. Expect myself to play a lot better. But you know, we gotta watch some film tomorrow. You know, and digest what happened and areas that we can improve on. uh, You know, and, and and learn from. You know, after we watch film tomorrow. Yeah, I would say so. I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. It wa- that's fair. Films. I'm glad that they did find Jason Tatum. I'm glad they found him. That's good. He was a very humbled man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Jason Tatum, he's a star. Just not quite the superstar that Jimmy Butler is. I'll give you guys a bonus one. This is Tatum on what happened in the third quarter. Oh, here we go. They won you three know, quarters. Think, you hear? In those first six minutes, I think they got up like 11 shots to our three. You know, we was turning the ball, though. We weren't getting opportunities at the rim. We weren't getting shots. So, uh, you know, I think that was the story in the, in the third quarter. Damn. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum, very, very lucid, very cogent, as you would expect from somebody who had a lot of time to sit and think because he didn't do a ton in the second half last night. Definitely had some time to think about everything. And yeah. That's what, exactly what it sounded like. Did did the conversations that Matt Jones and, and Chris Carlin were having before our show, I didn't hear any of it, but I'm getting multiple messages now that it was some of the most ragged and uninformed radio they've heard yeah, on, I, on, on this series. Yeah, so I was listening live, and unfortunately it was at that 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock hour, so I wasn't able to pull any of the audio, but... A lot of it was was people calling in, going to bat for the Heat, mm-hmm. and I think Canty and Carlin and Matt Jones just getting upset and wanting to stick to their guns, and we're like, I'm not changing my bet, and they were just going after role players. So it's just hard-headed radio. Hard-headed radio, and I honestly, eight mm-hmm. Heat people called in, probably because Canty then pissed them off, and they just stuck to their guns, and like I said, went after the role players, yeah. went after Spolstra, went after Jimmy. It, 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 it was weird, and it was... T- 
terrible take after take after take. Well, I, and I, I mean, I, I'm not making this personal. I'm just saying Chris Carlin's a pro. That dude's a pro. He's good at what he does. I, I, I love myself and Chris Carlin. I'm just surprised that he went hard-headed radio. Matt Jones, I don't know him. I heard him spouting nonsense with, uh, uh, with Amber Wilson yesterday after us here on ESPN 106.3. I actually uh, messaged Amber. I'm like... Uh, this is condescending and ridiculous what you're being put through. And she was standing Jimmy, and she ends up being right. Amber gets the last laugh. You'll hear her after us uh, here on uh, Ken Levick Alive. Uh, let me tell you about Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com, WantToLawyerUp.com. That's Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Pat Lawler, my guy, he has been defending and he has been able to help those in personal injury matters for a long, long time now. In fact, he and everybody at Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, decades of trial experience. That's WantToLawyerUp.com, WantToLawyerUp.com, free consultation, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorney, slip and fall, automobile accident, motorcycle accident, boating accident, doesn't matter. He's got your back. Wants to get you the compensation you deserve. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys, want to lawyerup.com, want to lawyerup.com, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Jeanette Javier, is she getting married? We'll find out when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I think I'm in trouble now. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. So we've discussed, boy, have we discussed a lot today. Some of it educational, good for you, enriching your brain. Some of it just abject nonsense. Sort of like the conversation we had about whether it is the person who is making coffee out of the Keurig, their responsibility to make sure the water level is where it needs to be, or the previous user of the Keurig machine. Do they put the water in? Larry messages, it's the last person who made the coffee that needs to fill the water. As for a punishment in the ESPN West Palm offices for someone who doesn't fill the water, maybe there's a kangaroo court penalty and you bring pastelitos for the teammates the next day. Pastelitos, well said. Can somebody inform me on what that can last you, part can meant? You please, can you please Latina that up for me? Pastelitos. Thank you. Uh, pastelitos are, they're pastries. Latin it's, pastries. It's Spanish for pastries. With like guava inside and f- yeah. inside of flaky crust. And- so forcing white people to eat those? They're good. They're great. You as a white person should feel honored, honored to be eating pastelitos. So what's the consequence? Can you again say pastelitos, please? Pastelitos. Thank you. What's the consequence? I don't get it. That Ken has to buy us pastelitos. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. You, you, you roll over to Publix or Winn-Dixie, get those pastelitos, and bring them in. Was that better? Much better. Thank, Thank you. you. So he's on to something. We'll make a list on our on our whiteboard out there of what we would want, like essentially snacks, desserts, and then whoever screws up, doesn't fill it, we pick. We make an office vote. We want that. We want this. I'm, I'm with that. Sure. All right. All right. I, no. And you start, Ken, because you have been called out, no. and you have admitted guilt. No, but 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 this is this is starting today, so it's a clean slate for everybody. Wrong. It's a clean slate. Don't worry, Jeanette. He'll forget. Wrong. He'll forget. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you because I heard that last week you were out, uh-huh. and uh, so we haven't had a chance to catch up. But I I, I heard that there was a proposal. That was offered to you, uh, like a, a proposal, a hand in marriage yes. situation. Now, before and you're we wearing start, a ring. I have a ring. 
Not on oh, me okay. right now, but okay. I do have a ring. Before before we we dive into this, did you tell mommy the story at all? Absolutely not. Oh, is there a possibility she's listening right now? No. Okay. All right. Because I did not want all of a sudden there to be like major problems. Thank you for asking because in very. Well, in, in, I already to, brought it up on the air, so. Uh, yeah, but I was hoping. No, that would cause a fire yeah, within my no, family. I, I haven't I had a boyfriend in 13 years, and then I disappear for a week, and I show up engaged. <laughs> I haven't had a boyfriend in 13 years. You were hilarious. Like a serious boyfriend. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, so what what happened? Did did you get proposed to? Yes, a guy got, got on one knee and proposed to me Where? last week. How? Set set the the scene. All right. So I was out last week because I was at a work conference with my other job. And we went out to Delray Beach after. Okay. Um, yeah. The casual. We went, it was one of the bars on the on the beach, so it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. And a um, couple the drinks were flowing in and out, shots were taken, and then it was towards the end of the night. And you know, people scatter, people go all out. And there was one guy. There's two guys who came up and started talking to us. Mm-hmm. And then one of them. How he pulled out an engagement ring. He was like, well, actually, you know, I've had this thing in my pocket for a couple of weeks. I don't know what to do with this and this, this and that. And I just started joking. I was like, oh, I don't plan on getting married anytime soon. I don't plan on doing this. And he goes, well, you're a very pretty girl. Gets on one knee, proposes to me, and then disappears. He hands me the ring and then disappears. So I have an engagement Wait. ring sitting at my desk at home. And I have no idea if it's real. I have no idea so if it's fake. It's not like plastic. It's actually, it at, least, it at least looks like a ring. It does. And I'll send you guys a picture. I'll post a picture of it on Twitter later today. But it definitely looks like a ring. And then, of course, I was with my girlfriend at the time. And she was like, Jeanette, we have to scratch that on glass or something just to make sure that it's real. And I've never heard of that before. That was the concern. Not that, like, so, so. Yeah, because now you're thinking about pawning it. 100%. Oh, I'm thinking about making money. Because yeah, this is not legit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did he put it on your finger or he just handed it to you? He just handed it to me. He didn't even put it on my finger. I would, I would have walked away. Can I can I ask? And I know the Ave can be a weird place sometimes. And God knows I've spent a lot of time there. All the time, but it's a weird place. Um, What is that dude doing with an engagement ring in his pocket? I have no idea. And that was the weirdest part. You're a very pretty girl. Here's an engagement ring. And then disappears. Literally just walks away. And so the weirder part of the conversation was, what do I do with this thing? Because I have no idea if it's real, if it's fake. Like, what if he was just very frustrated? He proposed to a girl and he needed to get rid of it. You're the because rebound bad- Yes. <laughs> so my friends are like, Jeanette, you have to call the bar. They're all from the Northeast, so they're much nicer than all of us down here. So they were like, Jeanette, you have to call the bar and you have to ask if there's a man looking for a ring. You have to return the ring. You have to do this, this or that. Yeah, I agree. I think it might be stolen property. Oh, you I didn't think even the think dude about stole that. it? Yeah, I think he was like, I got to get rid of this thing, guys. And then found the next prettiest girl. Oh. That's I didn't even think about that. So, so was this dude drunk? Y- yes. Okay. So, drunk dude, Jeanette's drunk, at a bar, on the F in Del Rey. He proposes, hands Jeanette the ring. We don't know if it's real or if it's fake. It looks like a ring, though. It's not like it's like one of those plastic rings with a spider on it like you get at Halloween. This is actually at least something you could pass off as a ring. Mm -hmm. And your friends think... It's a very simple ring. There's just one diamond on the top. Your friends think you should call the the, the establishment you are at Mm -hmm. and and try and track down the guy. Um, 
Now, Stone thinks that the ring is stolen and you should give it back or give it to somebody in order to try and find the rightful owner. Whereas this guy could have actually had a ring. And or this is like a thing that he just does. And it's not engraved. We checked if there was anything inside of the ring or anything. There's nothing. Yeah, so I think he found it on the ground. Obviously, was say, hey, anybody lost the ring? And it was a no. And so then he was going to give it up to the next prettiest girl he saw. I wonder if you you should you should go and try to see if it's real. Oh, oh yeah. I I just I thought you were going to say return. I was like it's too late. It's been about a week. This was last this was a casual Wednesday on the app. Well, let's let's ask should should Jeanette once she finds out whether or not the the ring is real or not, the stone is re- real or not, should she a call the establishment or contact authorities to try and find the rightful owner of the ring or b should she just keep it and either wear it or try and sell it? Why would I wear it? It felt, by the way, it felt so awkward to have a ring Why, on it, my ring was finger. It, is it pretty? It, it was just awkward and weird to have something well, there and heavy. On, I'm not saying you don't have to put it on your ring finger. Maybe it'll fit on another finger. I, well, it was an engagement ring, so oh. I put it on the ring finger just to see how it would feel. And I hated it. It's not going to happen anytime soon. That is weird as hell. I've never even heard of that before. A drunken proposal from a stranger who then just disappears into the mist on the Ave in Delray. Can we literally disappeared? Can we split the profit if you get a nice? Why? Just because we were kind of a part of it, we helped you pawn it. (laughs) We we gave you an idea to. uh, No, first of all, I'm not helping her pawn it. I don't care. The pawn idea was mine. If you if you want to dress up like a very pretty lady and me call you a pretty lady, then I propose to you. Then then we can split it in half. (laughs) That sounds good. Fantastic. I, you got proposed to by on a, a Wednesday. Dude, not a Wednesday. <laughs> Nobody proposes marriage on a Wednesday. On the I've app. never heard of that before. Nobody proposes on a Wednesday. But Jeanette now has a ring. If it's real, should Jeanette contact the authorities and try and find the rightful owner, or should she pawn it? What should Jeanette do? Is she? Uh, are you sure you're not like engaged? <laughs> That's another thing too. And I guess there's no way to prove it. Are you sure you're not engaged? It would be. Like, probably, is this dude going to show up to your home? The scenario that I would probably be engaged with, with a guy that I don't know, that I spent two conversations it's with. It's likely. That's all I'm saying is at least it's realistic. Yeah, I don't think we asked how drunk you were. Was he attractive? Also didn't ask that. Mildly. Because you were drunk or really? I'm going to say because I was drunk. Mm. <laughs> That's that's what that's what I would say if I got engaged drunkenly and now I have that to deal with true. the consequences. That's what I would say to try and make myself well, feel better. Is there like a rule in Vegas where if it's like after a couple like uh, under a month or something you can get divorced or whatever or just null yeah. it completely? Uh, oh, you can you can call off the marriage, but this guy might be anticipating that there's going to be a wedding. Like that's all I'm saying. Okay, should Jeanette try and find the rightful owner? Is it stolen like stone? That's actually a legitimate question to all of this. And then, uh, or should Jeanette just sell this thing? What What should she do? Should she pawn it? I think I should sell it. All right. 888-760-3776. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Joe. Hey, guys. First of all, real quick on the heat. They were really impressive last night. That's the first I've watched that much of the heat and Jimmy Butler in quite a while. I mean, he's only faced the Mavericks, I had to look it up, 13 times since two, 2012. So it's hard to remember all those games. <laughs> That's he is, he's, something else. he's something else. So I, I kind of agree with a lot of stuff we talked about yesterday with 
some of the some of what y'all were saying. It's it's close between him and Luca. He's 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 the real deal. I mean, he's always been the real deal, but you know, now that he's special, I'll just say Are that. You, uh, where is your confidence level with the Mavs tonight? You know, I I, I think it's going to be tough. Game one. I mean, that, I, I heard some stat they haven't they haven't lost a game one, and they're like twenty and two. I don't know something ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be late, but uh, it is going to be late. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't have too much confidence in game one. But you know, we, we went down 0-2 to you know to, to Phoenix as well, and nobody thought we were going to come back from that. Hey you Joe, know, and then see, you see what happened. Hey Joe, What's up? they don't have the golden yeah. child though. You're right. They don't. They don't. <laughs> we got the best player on the court. We got the best player on the court now. Maybe not a couple years ago. Steph Curry's Steph Curry's phenomenal, but but, he's but, getting up there, though. Oh, a declaration. And don't forget, Luca has the um, has the black aura, according to uh, Stone Labanowitz. Real quick, Joe, what should um, what should uh, uh, Jeanette do with that ring? Should she pawn it? Uh, should she try and contact the rightful owner if it's stolen, like Stone thinks? What should she do in this engagement scenario? Okay, first of all, how how can she possibly find out who the owner is? Does that place have cameras? I mean, can't no, you track that down at all? Say, I got a ring. I got a ring at this place. And then well, how are they going to find? How are they going to find that out? I don't know, Joe. Like, I'm not law enforcement. I have no idea. Well, how I'm just works. saying. I think I think she should sell it, and if it comes back to her, she. I'm sure this place she was at has 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 video of it, which would prove that it was given to her. Of I free. think she should take it to a pawn shop and sell it. All right, all right. Thank you, Joe. Right, Thank so, you. Looks like Jeanette's going to make some money. And Stone's going to take a cut. Yes. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are again? listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Hey, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Hey, do you like the feeling when you fall asleep and you wake up? And you're in a puddle of sweat, and you're wondering why your room feels so heavy, the air is so gross, it's disgusting, you're drippy, and you're salty, and you're nasty, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Did I did I run? No, 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 you were sleeping and your AC went out. Surprise! Welcome to South Florida in the summer! Your AC better be working or you better check up on it or you're in deep trouble. And that's where EDS comes in. EDS Air Conditioning, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Appointment times around you. Trying to be convenient for you. But folks, please be proactive. Do it for your health. Do it for your family. Do it for your sanity. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Jeanette is going to send us a picture of the ring from the mysterious man in Del Rey. Yes. We'll send it on social media, and then we'll see what the pawn situation is like. Because I think we're going that route. Okay. Because we're scummy. Yes. And we own it. Go Heat! For Jeanette Javier, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Talk to you tomorrow.